0: Hey, I saw a stingray out. You might want to take a look at that.
1: Welcome to Gold, Diamonds, and Death, a James Bond podcast. I'm your O host, Jonathan Watkins. I'm a writer for all things under the CinemaSense brand name and a co-host of the Behind the Sins podcast. Joining me each and every week for this endeavor, he's the co-founder of CinemaSense and co-host of the weekly podcast, Recotopia. And if you want his soul, you're just going to have to make a deal with the priest. Yes. And he's also, he's also one of my good friends, Mr. Chris Atkinson. Hello. Hello. How are How's you? How's it going? I, uh... I, I for some reason that line just sticks with me. I like that line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, of course. Well, well, well. we'll this is what we're going to be talking about this week. Welcome all. We're going to be talking about the movie Quantum of Solace, which is. Uh, Daniel Craig's second foray into the Bond franchise. Maybe our first, like, just full on direct sequel. Maybe I'm trying this to. This is the first yeah. time
0: that I, I, I yeah, it's, this has this, to
1: be this direct, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. there's been characters, obviously, like, you know, Robbie Coltrane comes back and the Bond ones, and uh, you know, but like never the, like the, the
0: end of the story from the beginning. No, like the yeah, last never one that continues to the next one. Yes.
1: Yeah, nothing like that. Just like, you know, just characters and stuff, but nothing like that. Um, so yeah, so yeah, Quantum of So we're gonna be talking about. Also the also the I believe the shortest Bond film mm-hmm. uh, as far as runtime goes. There actually are reasons for that, which I found out. So let's just let's just dig into it. Uh, Our first segment is something we like to call Eon Flux. This is a journey. I'm going
0: to make a movie. We have to go back, Kate. Wow. How did you know all that stuff? I did my research.
1: I don't understand any of this. What the fuck is going on? We are going to scour through the history of Eon Productions and give you all the highs and lows that went into the makings of these films. The film we are talking about today, of course, Quantum of Solace. And I will say it slowly because I'm afraid I'm going to say Solace every time I say it. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, this is the 22nd film in the official James Bond franchise. We, we really are getting very close to the end here. We've only got three more after this until, of course, they start making new Bond films with uh, probably no one we've ever heard of by mm-hmm. the time they actually announce it. It'll be yep. like, you know, Jake Speevy from yeah, that episode. Jake Speevy, absolutely. Boy
0: Meets World. mm
1: mm-hmm. uh, Who knows? Yeah, it's uh, definitely going to be that. Out of all the shows I could have picked, I went with Boy Meets World.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, there was that was somebody who was suave and debonair on Boy Meets World that we didn't know about. That's just the way it That's is. True. You have to start ever, somewhere.
1: That's true. So this premiered at the Odeon Leicester Square on October 29th, 2008, and then it got its UK release just 2 days later on Halloween mm. of 2008. Mm. Happy Halloween. I wonder if a bunch of people came dressed as Bond.
0: No, oh, I you bet know, they so.
1: did. And it was released in the US a couple weeks later on November 14th. So this is the first one in a while where the UK got it a few. And I think this ends up being pretty consistent with the next few. I could, I could be wrong, but that sounds, I feel like, yeah, I think so. like they always had stuff on Twitter before we did. Like they were yeah. like, you know, like people had seen it. Um, the budget is between, uh, it was between two hundred two to 230 million. So this is, uh, even more than Casino Royale. Uh, but it, and it made a little less, but it still made 589 million worldwide. So it definitely wasn't a, uh uh, it wasn't a it was a hit for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, 168 million was the u.s canada Uh, it had the largest opening weekend for a bond film in the u.s it was 67.5 million it tied with the incredibles this is like the weirdest way to write a stat by the way but i copied it exactly how it said because i thought it was weird it tied with the incredibles as the largest november opening weekend outside of harry potter movies Mm, okay (laughs) like why would you be that specific Uh, and how many harry potter movies opened in november a lot maybe the first couple A few. i thought they went to summer one was in the summer
0: for sure um uh but i believe they did deathly hallows maybe in november oh maybe they did you might be right and then the summer was the second one but yeah they did come out with them in november a few times okay i think i'm pretty sure
1: I still just thought that was a really w- w- weird way to write that. That is a like, weird way to write just that Just don't stat, think though. about Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. It, it's tied with mm-hmm. The Incredible. Yeah, yeah. I also did realize The Incredibles came out in November. I figured that was a summer movie. mm mm-hmm. uh, But anyways, oh, yeah. it finished ninth at the U.S. box office. <laughs> it made less than Twilight, which kind of makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, It made a little more than Horton Hears the Who. Uh, that was, of course, the year... This is 2008, so this is like superhero movies. Are you ready for some superhero movies? Because they're coming, and mm-hmm. they're here to stay. If you count Hancock, which I guess you should. It's not an adaptation, but it's still a superhero movie. Uh, top th- Three of the top four movies were superhero movies, because you had mm-hmm. Dark Knight, Iron Man, and then Hancock was fourth. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the Indiana Jones film that we just decided... Did, we just all decided it doesn't exist. It somehow finished at number three, which is weird because it doesn't exist. It's not a movie. So, yeah. I don't know how, you know, it made all that money. Makes so no sense, weird.
0: really, when it comes down to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And uh, animated movies are still really ruling the box office. Uh, there were four. I already mentioned Horton Here's the Who, but also Wally. Uh, God, Wally mm. and Kung Fu Panda came out the same year. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, and Madagascar 2. That was a big year for DreamWorks.
0: Yeah. Oh, and uh, just looked it up too. um, uh, Harry Potter movies were November, and then they did go to summer, but then they go back to November, and then they had a couple of summer in a row, and then it went back to November, and it's it's kind of like back. There's like four,
1: probably like four of them are. There's like four that come
0: out in November. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so just say it's the fifth highest grossing. November yeah, opener. why not? Yeah, exactly.
0: There's no, there's no
1: shame in that. There's no shame. Oh man. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much it for the release. We'll get into some more stuff later. But uh, as far as the development of this, uh, so we have got uh, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. We're going to be saying their names. Uh, yeah. Not quite as much as Richard Maybaum, but they're gonna they're gonna stick with us.
0: And uh,
1: and uh, the, the Paul Haggis coming back too. Yeah, he's back. He's back,
0: mm-hmm. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: He's crashing back in. Exactly. That was exactly. Terrible. He crashed into leave.
0: us. No, that's Dave Matthews. Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, Dave Matthews, last band I saw at Starwood. Hmm. A little history. There. Hmm. Yeah? Interesting. A little trivia for the three other people that know <laughs> what Starwood is that are listening to exactly. it. Exactly. Um, so prior to them even filming Casino Royale, uh, Michael Wilson already has Purvis and Wade working on the next script. They uh, you know, they they all they purposely set up Casino Royale to where it would continue into, you know, they were gonna set up all this stuff and then here we get the next thing. Uh so they had already started working on their like their their whatever they do for the script, their outline or whatever it is they do, uh, before they bring Paul Haggis in apparently <laughs> to rewrite mm-hmm. it. Uh that's a thing going on right now. So they wanted it to be all about him dealing with the loss of Vesper. And just about, you know, con- conflicted about whether or not, you know, she betrayed him. Which is interesting because, I mean, Elm tells him what she did for him at the end of Casino Royale. Yep. So, it's kind of confusing at Quantum Assault he's still like, I yeah, she betrayed Yeah, I totally forget about traitor. that
0: completely. Well, his <laughs> thing all the way through these movies is pretending like she doesn't matter to him. Like, yes. I'm cool and I'm awesome and, uh, you know no no girl that i like had an affair with one time you know she's is going to prevent me from doing my job even though that's what he keeps he keeps that's what yeah. drives him all the way through this so
1: um the the original script was a little or the original outline or whatever was a little different uh, bond is re- bond is releasing mr white which I, that's what happens at the beginning of this uh so he can follow him and figure out what's going on you know he's trying to find out what this what this organization is, which we're going to well, find out in this movie. He least. doesn't
0: release them, release him. There's the, there's the, um, they have him in oh, that's right. custody. And then the, the secret right. guy shows like, you know, we that's have, right. yeah, we yeah, have yeah. people everywhere, everywhere. He yeah, yeah, happens yeah. to be there. So
1: everywhere. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Why couldn't it have been Gary Oldman? Damn. Right. They messed up. Uh, that's right. So, but in this version, he does release them and that's how he's going to track down. Uh, this organization, which we find out at least this part of the organization is called Quantum. Uh, this gets a little retcon when they actually get the rights to Spectre back and all that stuff. So we'll get to that in a couple of movies. Um, but they're Quantum in this movie. Yeah. And they stay that way. I mean, it's kind of like Quantum's like a subsidiary company or something. It's right. Know, whatever. Like, yeah like this is like a easy like this to retcon like like, when you're like operation. well that
0: was the name we thought you wanted this is the name we wanted you to think we were called or
1: whatever <laughs> um yeah so he releases mr white this is the original thing and then the villain i did i didn't learn much about the villain the villain's name in this was dante hmm. uh and he oh, is aligned in Dante's
0: Inferno. With,
1: yeah well that yeah that's fair yeah that's why He is aligned with um, Yusuf uh, Kabira, which was, you know, Vesper's boyfriend. So there was Mm -hmm. the whole thing with all that. And then they decided uh, they ended up changing it. Paul Haggis comes in and they rewrite some stuff. Uh, Roger Mitchell, tired to direct in 2006. Uh, He has directed uh, Notting Hill is probably his biggest, uh, maybe one of his biggest claims to fame. I I think you love this movie too. We saw it together. This is actually the day I met Jeremy in person, right? was Changing Lanes. Yeah, yeah so changing Um, lanes is very it's got it's got meaning
0: (laughs) it does it's uh yeah that was uh yeah i remember that because i because we went to his theater that he was managing at the time but
1: but Um, that's a cool movie that like nobody really talks about i mean i think over the years it's gotten a bit of a following but it's still it's one of those i don't hear enough i i feel like i should hear more about it Mm -hmm. uh
0: what i want is my time back yeah
1: yeah, it's like a it's like a road. It's just like a early version of a road rage movie, which I don't remember what that Russell Crowe one was recently, but uh, it's better than that. Mm-hmm. No um, idea. It was like when when COVID was like when theater started opening back up, it was like the first like, oh, now I got to look it up because now I'm going to be I got to figure out what it is. Literally just typed in Russell Ru- Russell Crowe road rage movie It's called Unhinged. Unhinged. Uh, I, man, yeah, I don't, I don't recommend
0: that one. it don't know that one at all
1: <laughs> i don't it's kind of like a mix of changing lanes and uh, falling down mm-hmm. and it's not 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 anywhere near as cool as that sounds yeah 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 um, he, anyway he's hired to direct it in 2006 they put the release date may 2nd of 2008 so uh, like a year and a half after casino royale would have come out uh, he ended up stepping down later in 2006 because it was just the script was not progressing at all uh, and there's also there's a writer strike uh, on the horizon, yeah, uh, which is causing some issues with everything. Uh, Paul Haggis was brought in to rewrite. Paul Haggis actually said uh, he finished the script two hours before the strike started. Wow! But because the writers were on strike, though, they could not have writers doing any kind of rewrites or anything while they were filming, mm. and so that actually ended up being. Uh, Mark Forster, who ends up coming on to be the next director, mm-hmm. and uh, and Daniel Craig, <laughs> and yeah. Daniel Craig has said many times since that I am not a writer. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. like he's like it turned out about as well as it could. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like, but uh, so yeah, so they hire Mark Forster. Uh, Mark Forster was not the only person they were talking about though. After uh, Mitchell stepped down, uh, they were Tony Scott's name got thrown out there again. Uh, Jonathan Mostow, I don't think I've heard him mentioned yet, so I think this is the first time I've hit, seen his name mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Mostow, people might uh, I, I break down the Kurt break Russell down. 90s yeah. amazing fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terminator 3, which I think's kind of good. Yeah,
0: it's underrated for sure. Um, yeah, especially I think within the Terminator
1: movies. U571 so.
0: was the movie that I think, uh, was it U571 that he did?
1: Yeah, he did U571. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember a thing about that movie. I know yeah. I saw it.
0: And then uh, I'm trying to remember if there was another one in there, but he, he, yeah, I love Breakdown. That was that. that oh, it's so good.
1: Well, and it's like, uh, and I almost like actually because of the way Quantum of Solace and I, I get why they probably wanted him and Tony Scott mm-hmm. because of the way they decided to do the action in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Tony Scott might've been a little crazy. I don't know, but. I don't know. We'll talk about that when we talk about the movie. I mean, Mark Forrester is a perfectly fine director. Uh, he's a little like, he's a little middle of the road. He's a little Ron Howardy When it mm-hmm. comes to, you know, he makes really good movies occasionally, but he also just makes a lot of like mm-hmm. finding Neverlands and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. But perfectly fine. He was coming off an adaptation of the kite runner, which was a really popular novel uh, around this time. I have never seen that movie, uh, but he also just recently done stranger than fiction, which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already mentioned Finding Neverland and then Monsters Ball, of course, was yep. the was the movie that kind of, you know, put him on the map. Um, so we got Forrester in there. Uh, Forrester was really surprised they asked him. He is not a Bond. He said he wasn't a Bond fan. Really, He did, did like dislike it, but he just it wasn't his thing. Uh, but he loved Casino Royale. Yeah, uh, he loved the way they he he said that he felt they made Bond more human. Mm-hmm. Um I still think it's funny watching these so close together. I still think it's funny when people keep talking about the more realistic one. I know I've said that a bunch, but it always makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. It's like, these are not realistic movies in any way, shape or form. They aren't, but there's a,
0: there's something about the performances and, and, and the way, you know, the way everybody emotes and acts and things like that. Yes. It's
1: more, it's more stripped down to, it's not as like broad and,
0: yeah and and you know and the action scenes back in the 60s and so on uh, yeah you know i I remember you know watching the making of on like dr no and thunderball and all these Mm -hmm. and they were like talking about how proud they were of those fight scenes and i'm sure they were back in the sixties, but they are not very good when you watch them today.
1: No, no. And,
0: and, uh, I'm sure for the time they were fine, but, uh, but you know, it's, you know, now the, the, I mean, of course now the problem is, is that they have to edit them to death, but, uh, there's a, yeah, there is a little, I mean, they don't have to, they do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they, uh, that's the, the main problem with them today is that the editing uh, Mm -hmm. makes them bad, Uh, but not the actual physical, like, you know, the stunt, Mm -hmm. the stunt work is actually pretty good. It's just that the, yeah yeah the, the, the editing in the editing room, for whatever reason, they think it's just way more exciting if you keep cutting and cutting and cutting. So,
1: and I will say, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that monster and Scott would have been different, but I will say with Forrester, like he basically refused to use green screen. So Mm. like, there's a lot of like, and, and I mean, there's not really a whole lot of stuff, but like that free fall scene, you know, they used like a, is, I, I'll get to that. In a minute, I was, yeah, I was actually like, kind
0: of wondering how they did that. Uh, and and this, again, like an air tunnel. Oh yeah. Again, this is another one of the, uh, the later bonds that don't have a making of on it. So,
1: uh, uh, yeah, I'll just, I guess I'll hold off on that since we'll, we'll get to it shortly. Uh, so yeah. Tony Scott and Mostow were considered Forrester came, Forrester got the job. Um, he also was the first director of a Bond film to not come from the British Commonwealth of Nations. Mm. thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, he's also the reason the movie is short. The one thing he didn't like about Casino Royale, uh, one thing we talked about, when we talked about Casino Royale, was the runtime. Mm-hmm. He wanted this one to be uh, tight and fast like a bullet, is well, the way he phrased it.
0: That's funny that he wanted it to be that way But he doesn't really have much of a say in this, in this, um, this thing. So I don't understand why Mark Forster comes in and says, I want a shorter bond and
1: Barbara Broccoli and and Michael G. Wilson are like,
0: yeah, sure. Why not?
1: (laughs) Who knows? He could be taking credit. I mean, directors will take credit for stuff that's not really theirs. So Mm -hmm. I mean, Tarantino tried to say he was the reason they filmed Casino Royale. That's true.
0: That's true. Mm hmm. (laughs)
1: But uh, but he at least maybe he was happy it was going to be shorter. I don't know. He really wanted it to be shorter, and, yeah. and it kind of makes sense within the context of what they're trying to do. Like this isn't really a this doesn't have a, a huge elaborate. Well, it kind of does actually have a huge elaborate plot, but the way it's presented, it's a little, mm-hmm. it's a little like I said, stripped down. I yeah. guess is the best way to say it. Uh, the original script's climax took place in the Swiss Alps, uh, but Forrester requested that the action scenes, in his mind, the action scenes were like based around the four classical elements, earth, water, air, and fire, which I see that. Okay. Um, the title does come from a short story that Ian Fleming wrote, but it only carries over like some thematic elements. Uh, there's this whole thing about when the quantum of solace drops to zero humanity and consideration of one human over for another is gone. Uh, which just kind of fits in with the themes of the movie, but they didn't actually take anything from the from the short story. Yeah, no. uh, we and we've mentioned Quantum Solace. I can't remember what movie, but things have been taken from it for, for from other films. So mm. we have mentioned it in the past. Mm. Uh, they also decided to make the name of the organization Quantum, which we already kind of mentioned. Um, even though eventually they're going to get Spectre back, and so mm. they're going to explain all that in a couple movies. I don't remember exactly how that gets explained, but. Uh, we'll be talking about it. Uh I already mentioned this due to the writer strike. Uh they couldn't get anyone in for rewrites. And so Forrester and Craig were handling all that. So uh Craig actually kind of it's almost like a it's almost like a Kevin Smith Mall rats thing. I feel like Craig kind of takes some blame for this one. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which he shouldn't. I mean it's not his fault. He didn't no. have anything to do with it. Uh he did his best he could, I'm sure, with the writing. Uh Daniel Craig is back for his second appearance. Uh, he said this one was much more physically demanding, which mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, uh, than Casino Royale. Uh, he got injured quite a bit. He got kicked in the face. Huh. Uh, he had a gash. They had to put eight stitches in, and then he actually got plastic surgery, hmm. uh, like a minor, minor plastic surgery hmm. to to fix it. Uh, he also cut off uh, his one of his fingertips, hmm. which sounds awesome. He and apparently he was he didn't really care though. He says like people asking about that a lot, and he's like, man, it was nothing, uh, because there was a. There was a stunt man that uh, had to be in intensive care, and uh, at one point there was like uh, there were journalists were trying to say There was a curse on the set, maybe because there were all these accidents. Mm. And Craig got really irritated because he's like, "All I did was cut the tip of my finger off. Like that guy had to go to intensive care. Like it's not the same thing. Right. Like you can't you can't compare us. You know, he was, he was he felt bad for the for the stuntman, yeah, a stuntman, stuntman. Like it's." a... Mm jim stuntman yes he's a, he's a good guy. <laughs> makes a good brisk and he does um we got ola okay olga yeah uh, Kurylenko. yeah i think that's about right yeah, yeah. Uh, olga Kurylenko, who i
0: think i had seen in in hitman maybe that was b- before this
1: yeah she's definitely in hitman that might have been what i saw then but she's in oblivion uh yes with uh with tom cruise and uh hitman yeah hitman was the year before so I'm yeah, pretty that, sure that I was probably that was where you
0: know. I had seen her yeah. first and then yeah
1: she's in Black Widow she plays uh Taskmaster in uh mm-hmm. in Black Widow Um yep. so she is Camille uh Monte uh Montez. uh mm-hmm. She's a former Bolivian agent. Well, I mean they kind of throw that in at one point like you were a former agent yeah. right? but um, All Right. She has a This is like the most generic, like this is like the fifth or sixth time at least this has been done where she has a vendetta against one of the guys that they're going after.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And so her
1: and Bond kind of end up getting in the same mission even though you know but that like spy who loved me and
0: yeah one of the early ones does this where the sister gets killed or something um i can't remember what oh well that was dr no wasn't it it was dr no
1: oh yeah 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 that was dr no i think so and then view to a kills kind of got that same type of situation uh so it's Mm -hmm. just real generic uh general medrano is the one that well i'll I'll get in him in a second actually so you got olga krelinko you got uh matthew uh almeric as Dominic green he's the main villain um he has like the craziest like he's he looks like a bond villain
0: <laughs> like yeah he does he's got those it's those eyes
1: well yeah and he even like he even said that he wanted to put like he wanted to add makeup and stuff and then uh Fa- forrester was like no man we're good <laughs> like
0: you like, you, mm-hmm.
1: you fit the part <laughs> yeah yeah
0: no oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy has been in a lot of things. Uh and yeah. and I, I I hesitate I hesitate to like name them because he's just been in so many. Um
1: was he in Munich? Yeah, he was yeah. in Munich with Craig. I think that was the other thing I had seen him in. He's also in, he's in Marie Antoinette, but I don't remember him in that. So
0: Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but yeah. I remember
1: him in Munich. Mhm. I think that was the only thing I had seen him in at that time, but yeah, he's yeah, done at ridiculous. that time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he's dominant green. He's that's the main villain. Um, he also, Almerick said he felt like he had to take the role just because he didn't want to have a story like later in his life to his kids. Like, yeah, I was offered a bond movie, but I didn't do it. So he mm-hmm. was like, yeah, he felt like he should probably just do it. Uh, right. I already said that he wanted to wear makeup for the role, but Forrester was like, no, man, we don't need any mm-hmm. makeup. You're fine. Uh, Albrick said his performance was based around the smile of Tony Blair, who was the prime minister, who, who just, uh, I think stopped being the prime minister like the year before this came out 2007 and the Mm -hmm. craziness of Sarkozy, the French president uh, at the time, Mm -hmm. who I think ran until like 2012. I think Uh, we've got Giancarlo Giannini. Uh, Mm -hmm. He is back as Renee Mathis. Uh, He was mistakenly believed to be a traitor in Casino Royale and so now he's like uh the government like bought him a house <laughs> and like yeah. uh I can't remember where he is like is it's not I can't remember where the location is but uh but yeah he's living his he's living his life he's got a girlfriend and he's hanging out yeah. by the beach all day yeah and uh, she's like yeah i want want your
0: hands want your hands on my body and things like that yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. he's like yeah and then he's like no i'm gonna go with this guy who fucking dicked me over right exactly exactly (laughs) killed right yeah you think you have to think like in that last like before his eyes before he's just completely gone he's like man i should have gone for I should have totally got totally
0: gotten the (laughs) did the rub down the uh the the, it it, in and mathis also ends up being exactly like everybody else who ever helps bond uh in these movies oh yeah oh yeah uh, i i know that i know that's not a secret and i know that's the formula and everything but it kills me that they went through all this trouble to be like oh he wasn't really a bad guy and then they like bring him back for this next movie and then you know and then all right now now we're gonna kill him
1: bond is like responsible like i don't even i mean he's been responsible for deaths before but it really feels like it these, like i mean he it's like his fault every time somebody gets
0: killed and and plus kinda crazy it, I, how is he a trained agent and not see <laughs> that guy in the back seat of the car when
1: i mean I don't know. <laughs> come on man all right uh Arterton. Arterton. uh uh, who's been, I I, t- I don't know, like, I didn't know, who, I don't know that I knew who she was. You mentioned something she was in before this. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm going to look this
0: up because I'm pretty sure I'd but... seen her in something just before this, but maybe this was the thing that I first saw her at.
1: Yeah, I I remember uh, the first time I got I was like, oh, I kind of like her, which is weird because it's it's well, it's actually not a bad movie, although it sounds like it is. But Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, she's uh, mm-hmm. she's Jer- Jeremy Renner's sister or whatever in that yeah. movie. They're like the Witch Hunters, mm-hmm. uh, and that that movie it's not a great movie, but it's just it's so much better than you would ever think it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I and were, I she
1: yeah. was really good in that, so I started paying attention to her. I think after that, but she's done a lot of like smaller stuff, like Disappearance of Alice Creed and. Uh she was in that first she was in that murder mystery movie with uh, Adam Sandler and Oh uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah. Jennifer yeah, Aniston. Um but yeah, she she's 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 around. Uh she plays a character named Strawberry Fields although they never actually say her first name and I'm kind of Yeah, glad. she
0: just is Fields, yeah. yeah. But, um so I'm looking at her filmography, and I did not see anything before this. The she was in Rock and Roller, but I had not seen Rock and Roller at the Rolla at no, that point. So I had, but I don't.
1: I wouldn't have meant, remembered her probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she has a big role in it, but I'm just saying I didn't remember much about it. Yeah, so.
0: and there's a whole bunch of movies around this time that I watched that she yeah. was in, but not nothing before.
1: Yeah. Um. So she pops up. Um. She was one of reportedly 1500 people that they had as candidates. I don't mm. know if that's an actual number, but mm-hmm. um, casting, one of the casting directors had seen her in a performance of Love's Labor's Lost at the Globe Theater. Mm-hmm. thought she was really good. Jim uh, Arderton really liked this role. Um, she compared her character. She took inspiration from Diana Rigg yeah. uh, from Honor, Majesty Secret Service and Honor Blackman from from Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. uh the name was a reference to a the Beatles song strawberry fields forever but like i said they never even say her first name and yeah. that was something i i kind of got the impression Arterton actually asked them if they could just not do it she felt it was better if they just left that alone mm-hmm. uh she even in 2018 she wrote a short story called woke woman uh and it was based on this character so mm. she this apparently uh you know it's something she keeps going back to uh, which i thought was kind of cool uh she also gets to have the uh uh, speaking of goldfinger she gets to have the uh the homage to that where they replace the 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 uh, is it Shirley Eaton? yeah it's Shirley Eaton. um so she was covered in gold and goldfinger and uh the Gemma Argent character uh she is covered in oil
0: they got the exact pose and everything yeah the only difference uh with this one is i think they actually show well i don't know they they may have showed the exact angle in Goldfinger, it feels like there's a little bit more of her backside visible mm-hmm. uh, in it this. Does. Like they couldn't do that in the sixties, but they, you know, but yeah. even though the sixties was pretty close, I mean the, the, the angle of where how she's lying down on the mm-hmm. bed is exact same and everything. So. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But the, and the other, and the oil thing was supposed, because that was kind of something in this movie that like oil is the new gold. Um, mm-hmm. Cause there's even a part where, you know, he's like, if oil is what you want and then the general's like, well, unless you found some diamonds or something like that, yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. you know, it's all about how oil is like what people are concerned about now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just a few more I'll mention. Ana- Anatole uh, Tobman, he plays Elvis, uh, which I I, I mean, I thought that was fun that they gave him that name, but he's like greens, like second in command, and mm-hmm. I honestly couldn't tell you one thing he does in the movie. But
0: Not uh, really. He, I mean, f- actually for a longest time, I was like, is that is that vesper's boyfriend right there the, whole, the you know because he's he's just they just show yeah. him and he doesn't really do much and then yeah, yeah of course i mean they do show show the real guy at the end but like they show mm-hmm. him from a distance and i was like oh is that that guy but yeah whatever yeah i don't know what he does uh,
1: david harbour uh yeah. maybe like the biggest surprise cast member this entire franchise for me mm-hmm. um he plays Greg Beam. He's uh, he's the CIA section chief in South Africa. I'm not sure if he's Felix Leiter's boss, but I get the impression he's above Felix in some form or fashion. Because uh, and Jeffrey Wright, is, I mean Jeffrey Wright is back as uh, as Felix Leiter. Yeah. Uh, and you know they they have a couple scenes together, but it was just interesting to see David Harbor. Of course, if people don't know who that is, uh, Stranger Things, uh, Hell, the new Hell, the most recent Hellboy, which he's awesome in, but that movie's mm. not good. Mm -hmm. um violent night um yep where he plays a a a cursing uh smoking drinking santa yes bad santa if it was the real santa claus right so yeah it was cool to see him and he's like just such a weasel too yeah it's just like it was really funny Mm -hmm. uh rory kinnear is back as as tanner i think i just like saying tanner i feel like i bring him up but uh yeah rory kinnear's here as tanner uh he gets he'll, be, little, he'll be he'll be a little bit it.
0: more to do in this one than the last yeah. one uh, yeah and he's he'll become more more and more prominent as it goes along yeah but, yeah
1: yeah i think in no time to die like we even sent like we even made a joke about like they like felt like they had to wrap up the tanner storyline yeah, right? yeah 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 <laughs> he gets a little more to do i like rory can a lot though i'm yeah, not he's great. i'm not making fun though. uh i and i've i've seen him uh uh Give birth to a baby, so that's fun. That's know.
0: true. That's true. We all have. If you've seen men, <laughs> yeah, we you all saw have. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, spoiler for men. hope Well, it'll be like twenty weeks from now, so it'll be. Yeah. All. um uh, Joaquin Cosio uh, plays General Medrano. He's just like the he's like the sleazy general that the yeah. Dominic is trying to get stuff from, and all and that, that stuff. I it mean,
0: was, look, I understand yeah. that this type of like, you know, of course we're gonna have bad guys like this in the real world Mm -hmm. and everything i'm not whatever but it's just that's something we didn't need in this movie
1: this oh yeah no i want to talk about that yeah Yeah, so anyway
0: it's just one of the it's one of those things they don't they don't have to depict this unless there's a really good reason and there was no good reason to do that in this one
1: no uh dame judy den i feel bad i don't think we've said dame yet which I maybe we have i don't know dame judy Dench. i'm giving Mm -hmm. you respect today uh right She's back for the sixth time as them. Uh, we only get to see her one more time after this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, and then uh, what I'll point out, she was just at the very end, but this was another like, whoa. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, cause I don't, I don't know if you've seen her in anything else, but I watched castle. Uh, the, uh, oh, the yeah. Nathan Fillion, yeah, show, Stana, uh, Stana Katik, mm-hmm. uh who played like the, the main FBI, the main, the main police officer in, in castle that, uh, that, Richard Castle was basing all his novels on. Mm -hmm. Um, But she shows up at the end for like one scene with... um, I think she's with the boyfriend. She's with the boyfriend, yeah. uh, And she's
0: on some mission that Bond correctly guesses. She's like a Canadian... Secret Service, whatever the hell, yeah. they're calling
1: it. I don't yeah. think she pops up again, but I thought that was interesting. I don't think I so like, either. I know, how do I know this person? And she looks like she looks like a kid. I mean, she's so much, she's so young. Yeah, because I guess Castle was probably still like three or four years from from happening. Mm-hmm. Uh filming took place in several countries: uh, Italy, Spain, the U.S., which I thought was funny. The U.S., specifically Baja California, which immediately made me think of Diamonds Are Forever. I don't have anything in Baja. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they also filmed in Mexico, Panama, Chile, and the UK, of course. Uh, Chile, the local mayor, uh, this guy named Carlos Lopez, uh, he actually staged a protest he was against because Chile and Bolivia, especially at this time, did not have great relations. Mm-hmm. And they were using uh, this, uh, the Antofagasta region in Chile. They were pretending that was Bolivia. Mm-hmm. And that pissed him off. But then he actually got arrested for raising the protest uh, because uh, everybody else was like, shut up, man. We want people to come film here. Like, that's money we can make. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then Eon Productions, uh, when they were questioned about it, they said they were not aware of that if it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who knows? But that was the story I read. That was interesting. Uh, Bolivia was used in the movie also because that country actually has a lot of issues with uh, water. Yeah. Uh, when they were shooting on the rooftops uh those were actual rooftops i thought was interesting because they realized it was cheaper than uh than building sets Hmm. and pinewood okay uh i i don't have a lot of details on a lot of this but uh just a few things the car chase that took four weeks to film uh which seems crazy but i mean it's i guess it's pretty in-depth i don't know yeah uh in the original script, Mr. White was actually killed, but then they decided they might want to bring him back, which they do. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's Inspector. Uh, so they ended up getting rid of that. Uh, I already mentioned there were some ac- accidents on the set. Uh, there was an Aston Martin employee that had to drive one of the Aston Martins to set, and he crashed it in the lake. Huh. And uh, he was fine, but he got fined uh, for reckless driving. <laughs> huh. uh, and... Th- That stuntman I was talking about, his name is Eris uh, Komnenos. He's a Greek stuntman. Uh, He had to be put in intensive care. I couldn't find out what exactly happened, but in one of the stunts, he just got hurt really bad. Mm. There was another, there was a couple other stuntmen that got hurt too. And that's when the rumors came up that there was a curse. And that's when Daniel Craig got like his, Mm. I got pissed off. Yeah. The scene at the opera house in Austria, which is cool. It's like a floating stage. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't care about opera, but I want to go see something there. Uh, that required fifteen hundred extras. Uh, the play they're performing is Tosca, mm-hmm. and the reason I mention that is because I don't know if you remember this, but like back when we were younger at the Carmike theaters, I don't know when this was—late '80s, early '90s, maybe. Those ads that would come up on the screen, and there was one that would pop up for Tosca, like hmm. the, you know, like where advertisers would put like just the the steel ads. Yeah, and I just remember it said like it was like a man, a woman, a death, Tosca, yeah. or something like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, those were those uh, those slide projectors that they used to put yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember coming in on Wednesday nights, and uh, like uh, I think it was like once a month, there was this woman who came in with her son or whatever and went around to each carousel, putting in new slides and taking out the old oh. ones and all
1: of that. Oh, that's interesting. yeah. It's cool. I, I didn't know that that's how it happened. Oh yeah. Um Peter Lamont, uh the production designer uh who we've talked about. Yeah, he's been uh, he around retired.
0: for quite some time. Yeah. Mhm.
1: Yeah, he retired after Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. So, uh this guy Dennis Gasner was hired. Uh he had done work on The Truman Show and some Cohen Brothers films. Mm. And so Forrester liked him, liked his work in those. And uh they said the idea though that they tried to do is they wanted to keep the classiness of the Adam sets, but they wanted to make them a little more contemporary. Mm -hmm. Um, he also redesigned the MI6 headquarters because he thought Judy Dench would appreciate it. Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: (laughs) He said, he said the the MI6 headquarters set, uh, he said he thought Judy Dench in the previous film looked sad.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, the gun barrel sequence was actually done at the end of the film. Yeah. As opposed to the beginning. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, MK12 was the company that designed the opening titles. Uh, they had worked with Forster on Stranger Than Fiction and The Kite Runner. Hmm. Uh, I, it's really weird because I just watched this yesterday, but like I don't even really remember the opening credits. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean the the opening credits are the opening credits are a lot like casino royales only yeah. there is there is a, a slight return to, sh- to having silhouetted mm-hmm. women in yes. it and everything so i mean it's it's kind of a hybrid of the classic ones and casino royale
1: this is going to be the biggest shocker for you uh dan bradley uh came in he was brought in as a second unit director his previous two films were the last two born movies
0: yeah not as a shock at all <laughs> yeah i you know it's obvious you know like casino royale has a little bit of that influence uh with the parkour scenes and all of that but then this movie for sure has a lot of born in it a oh lot. that
1: could be jason Bourne. like yeah. that could absolutely just be mm-hmm. jason Bourne. yeah 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 like he's like he's you know getting revenge on the people that killed yeah uh, run lola run
0: yeah exactly (laughs) who killed run lola run absolutely yes the thing (laughs) that i feel bad her name escapes me well it's it's uh it's frank franca patenta franca that's right that's right the uh, the, the the thing that's it'd be really funny that the that uh he's he's trying to find the person who killed run lola run because famously <laughs> in that movie she kept getting lives to come back to life or whatever yeah, that's right that's right <laughs> but i do know what you mean it's it's yeah. franca patenta just coming in and you know whatever it's not she's not really playing run lola run that's how we're describing
1: it uh for the plane sequences they built this thing called a snakehead camera they placed it on uh the nose and the tail it was this plane it's called a piper aerostar 700 for plane mm-hmm. people uh the camera could turn three hundred and sixty degrees and it was shaped like a periscope. They said that the plane sequence was an homage to North by Northwest. Hmm. Uh and the opera scene was actually an homage to uh the man who knew too much. How's so the
0: plane scene a north
1: by northwest? Homage? I don't know. I'm just quoting what Forrester said, but I couldn't figure that out either. But he There's said it was no uh, dog fighting in North by Northwest. <laughs> And it's not like it's a crop duster. I don't know. Cary Grant is
0: running from a plane in North by <laughs> Northwest, but he is not in a plane.
1: Well, and I don't even think—is there an opera in the Man Who Knew Too Much? Like I don't know. I mean, I not I mean, I, I know she's like a performer, forever. but uh, I haven't seen that in forever. Day, you know, she's a performer, but mm-hmm. I don't know. The freefall scene. Okay, so they shot this in an air tunnel because okay. Forster really didn't want to use a green screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could only shoot for thirty seconds at a time. And Craig and Curielinko, they had to wear these special contacts so they could actually open their eyes. Okay. Uh, But they just kept filming it in segments. And then, you know, uh, it's a really cool effect, however they did it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they survive, or at least I don't know how Bond survived. Well,
0: yes. In real life, there's no fucking way they would survive this.
1: She's on top of Helm. So, I mean, they would at least be very injured. They opened
0: the chute 20 feet above the ground. That they're dead. Sorry to say, (laughs) sorry to say, they're dead. There was a similar one in what Hobbs and Shaw, I think they did the same thing. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) they did the same thing in Hobbs and Shaw, I think, where it was like, What the fuck guys, what is they do in a lot of movies, but those two are particularly memorable for whatever reason. Oh, yeah,
1: where people where people fall. There's a there's actually oddly enough, even though I mean, this is going to date us a little bit, but there's a there's a falling scene and uh. Uh, guardians of the galaxy volume three that's kind of ridiculous oh yeah it's very yeah but uh yeah so that's how they shot that uh, uh the only other thing i'll mention the product placement again was kept to a minimum I mean, well i mean minimum compared to diet other day right it was still a lot but uh coke apparently i don't remember this but coke did like a limited run with their coke zero it was called coke 007. <laughs> Oh okay i don't remember that either <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh it actually makes sense that coke is a thing because there's a party that Dominic Green is throwing. And people are drinking Coke. Yeah. And, and I thought that was so weird. That is funny. It's like who goes to like one of these like like people are like in like these expensive gowns and shit, and they're just mm-hmm. drinking coke. Yeah, just drinking Coke. Yeah. It's like that scene in um was it Kingsman or Samuel Jackson like brings out all the McDonald's.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: oh man uh yeah and it's not like we had a president in real life who did that mcdonald's thing nope. that never happened
0: not at all um <laughs>
1: did you have anything on the production like did you did you see anything on i the, didn't or, see anything and, wanted to and bring up? The,
0: the special features on quantum of solace were all like uh uh location shoot stuff yeah, and i, I didn't that, bother yeah. i didn't bother clicking on I any of them so, um, even- cause that's just going to be a bunch of people getting interviewed before they get into a scene or after they've done a exactly. scene, not really going to tell you anything juicy yeah. or We're so
1: excited. <laughs> so
0: yeah, that was, uh, that's a, a weird thing. I won't, I don't, I don't think I'll ever understand this 50 year anniversary box, uh, the way they, they put it together because for all the way up into i think even to casino royale they had the exact same menus um yeah no they do yeah they didn't do any of that. and like i said the the brosnans and and the and casino royale don't have any like real making ofs on there mm-hmm. like they did with all the other discs but quantum of solace the disc that is in the 50 year anniversary is like if you bought the single one because there's trailers yeah. on it and all this i mean i was like why did you make this 50-year anniversary like this where it's like quantum of Solace is just kind of like oh we still have some we still have some discs in the back let's put that in there <laughs> it's probably what they did yeah i wanted to
1: forget this would happen they mm-hmm. were just like no right quantum exactly. what did we yeah. make
0: that I I'm I'm imagine sure Skyfall's gonna be the guy. same way. I imagine Skyfall's gonna be the same way though. Probably. Skyfall will be the last that I watch in the fifty year anniversary edition. And I have a feeling it'll be trailers and all sorts of stuff too. So
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, well that also I think has to do with the fact because I think what they normally do with those box sets a lot of the time, especially with like the main studios, the boutique labels, you know, Shout Factory and stuff like that, they'll do some new stuff. But I think a lot of the times those boxes, they just take the original release and then they just put it in a box. I don't think yeah. they. So by the time we get to Quantum of Solace, I don't I don't know. I mean, there's still a lot of DVDs and Blu-ray. I mean, Blu-ray is just becoming a thing at this point. So mm-hmm. it's not like physical media is slowing down at that point. Yeah. But uh, but they did stop doing as many special editions and stuff unless it's like a boutique label. Yeah. Uh and, and some of the studios have gotten back into it. Like Paramount's doing those like Paramount classics mm-hmm. line where they have numbers on them and stuff, which I hate when they do numbers. I hate this with Criterion Collection too, because then it's like I've got 10, 17, and 23 or something. Yeah. Oh, it pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I know. I'm not buying fucking like Curly Sue or whatever just so right. I can have. Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea if Paramount made Curly Sue. They probably didn't, but that was just the name of the movie right. that popped in my head. I don't want to own Curly Sue, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, fuck that movie.
0: Right, fuck it. Right. If um, there's anything that you need to get out of this podcast at the end of the day, <laughs> is that
1: fuck Curly Sue. So music. Uh, David Arnold's back. This is his fifth score. Uh, Fo- Forster actually gave Arnold a lot more time to do this. Uh, he Forster apparently is really into working with composers, and he wants to he wants to get that going immediately, so they can you know t- have some time with it. Uh, so he was really appreciative of that. Uh, one thing I definitely didn't remember, I mentioned this to you yesterday, and you're like, I didn't either. Jack White and Alicia Keys. Yeah. Uh, Seeing Another Way to Die. That's the theme mm-hmm. song for this one. Uh, it was recorded in Nashville, Tennessee. Or, uh, yeah. Where, yeah, this where point, you live, I can't where I live close to.
0: Yeah, I can't remember if Jack White had moved to Nashville by this point. Might have.
1: Because he's got um, like a restaurant or a club or something, right?
0: Well, yeah, he's a third man. Records is out here too. Um, That's but, what I'm
1: thinking of. Yes,
0: but um but I, I I don't remember him coming out this early, but maybe he did. I it, it feels like I don't know. I was still well. It may be this early because I remember working at Hollywood 27, and I remember him coming out about a, an auditorium being too loud. I was like Jack White's telling me an auditorium's <laughs> too loud. Um, <laughs> And uh, and I I Wait went up I to, go to your next concert exactly, and uh yeah, I know I demand you to lower the volume, sir. Um, do you but remember yeah, me? But yeah, exactly. But I do remember that. So that was uh, the last time I worked at Hollywood Twenty Seven was twenty thirteen. So it could he could have been and he could have been here. Yeah, uh, around or he had that a place time. here,
1: and he was going back and forth. And it's not, I mean, you know, a lot of things record in Nashville, so I guess it's not sure. really that odd because Alicia Keys doesn't live. I don't think she does. I mean, no. I'm not aware. No, does. no, no. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Cause at first I thought maybe that's just the white stripes, but then I couldn't remember if she ever really sang cause I haven't, I don't listen to, I haven't listened to a ton of white stripes. I, I hate to say, but, um, I like them, but it's just for some reason I've never just, hey, I'm going to listen to white stripes albums. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's Jack white and Alicia keys. Uh, they sing another way to die. It was recorded in Nashville. Uh, this, uh, this group called the Memphis horns are, are playing in the background on the song. Mm-hmm. uh Jack White was a huge fan of John Barry's instrumental work and in, uh, honor majesty's secret service hmm uh so that kind of inspired uh the track he said hmm uh which that makes more sense than that plane scene yeah <laughs> being yes. north side, northwest.
0: right exactly yeah <laughs>
1: uh say you haven't seen the Hitchcock movie without saying you haven't seen right
0: Hitchcock. god it, i I hear this all the time though right this is just That's an why aside. I brought it up. just as an aside you hear bands sometimes like a band will come out like a creed oh, yeah. a creed or something they'll be and i'm not saying this is what creed said but like they'll say something like yeah our influences are louie armstrong and the yeah. kinks and uh and uh sly and the family stone and you're like creed how <laughs> the fuck do you
1: have these influences That's i don't hear any of that in your songs anyway uh, Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse, uh, they recorded a demo track for this movie. Uh, I don't know if, I, I didn't read if it was actually supposed to be the theme song originally, if it was just going to be a second song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was around the time she had a lot of legal issues going on and she just, she wasn't up for, uh, doing anything beyond the demo track. So mm-hmm. it never happened. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember when she died, but it wasn't, wasn't super long after this. I don't think.
0: Yeah. I don't think it was.
1: I mean, she was really young. So, Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, one of my wife's favorite uh, uh, singers. One of the, like that's the one. She's sad. She never got to see her. Two
0: thousand eleven. Yeah.
1: So like three years after this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, reception uh, reviews were also much like Ron Howard. They were very middle yeah. of the road. Yeah. I I feel bad. I lo- there's like some, there's like five or six Ron Howard movies I love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So- yeah.
0: But it seems like a, <laughs> uh, a bulk of his filmography is like, oh yeah. well, that's all right.
1: A lot of it's ed a lot of it's ed TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's not yeah, exactly. there's a little more Ed TV than there is Apollo thirteen. Exactly. So, uh but no, he's made some amazing movies. But uh the action and the emotional stakes of the of the movie were praised, but they uh, the main thing it seemed to be this wasn't as good as Casino Royale. Yeah. Uh the Sunday Times was one that they really laid into it. They called the casting a mess. They said the screenplay was at times incomprehensible, which is probably fair. And there was probably reason for that. Uh, and then the review goes on to mention that the gritty realism the movie tries to go for just comes off phony. That's what they said. Hmm. Uh, the title also gets mentioned a lot. Like, people complain about the title, which is, um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, although uh, Marnie Wise, who's the editor of Famous, stated that while the title was bad, at least it wasn't octopusy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is that.
1: Uh everybody loved Craig still though. He was getting a lot of he was getting a lot of praise. Uh lowest cinema score audience rating for a Craig film. It got a B minus. I don't really Ooh, understand yeah. what that is even. Um, I feel like that's one of those things like like when you go get your car done and they'll be like, Hey, we're going to send you a survey. If you give us anything less than 10 out of 10, that's considered unacceptable. I feel like it's probably something like that.
0: And I don't like, know. I just, I, I don't, I've never had, I've never participated in a cinema school I before. Either. I don't know how they, I mean, I'm sure we could look it up and I know that there are people listing who know how it's done, but I get the sense. It's like a, a quick sample of audiences when they come out, do they give it a, you know, and and you probably have to be a participating someone like kind of like the Nielsen ratings or something used to be, but like, uh, but, but, but but yeah, I mean, for the most part, these people coming out of the theater are giving the, giving the movie a's. I think you can all can always pretty reliably say that people are kind of being nice. That's why mm-hmm. when it gets down to B minus and C and stuff like that, you know there's more Fs than usual in the yeah that's uh, in the opening that weekend. So like whenever whenever you see a cinema score that's B minus or C, and there's been a few that have gotten to that D and maybe even F category. I'm mean, not can't remember. There's,
1: no, there is some for F. Like yeah, The there's Witch like may have been
0: one of those that was like a D or something. Like was, there was you know there's been some Probably. like movies that. Like critics really love, but the but but audience Mother
1: was an F. Mother, I think, think, was was an F. F. Yeah. And there was another one. What was that? That really good one. Oh, killing them softly. I remember that was that. That's one.
0: Killing them softly.
1: And there's like some that are terrible. Like I think like like date movie or epic movie. Like a couple of those I think are F's. Mm -hmm. and I I think I I randomly listened to a podcast that was talking about the ones that were an F. So that's something where you can
0: almost reliably believe that the movie is terrible when they. uh, No, that actually makes sense. It's. I mean, I don't know. I mean sometimes audiences are like you mentioned one that i don't think deserves enough mother is one uh and i, no. and I think and i think the witch like i said the witch was one that I thought was either a d or a c or something i don't think it deserved that mm. so it, audiences are kind of fickle it is kind of hard but like whenever you see like some average movie that comes out or some average blockbuster or whatever that comes out and it's got a b minus usually that's a pretty bad sign for it um because it means more yes. more than the more than a few people are are not liking it. When when it gets into the B plus and the A minus mm-hmm. c- category, then usually it has a decent amount of legs uh, after that. So, yeah,
1: yeah, I I feel like it, it almost like I've even seen some people say if it's lower than A minus, it's it's you know. But I never thought about it that way. That makes sense because it's the average, right? So yeah. yeah, if it's getting a B minus or even a B. That means people are giving it D's yeah, and it's F's.
0: Basically, your, 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 most of your people are giving it A's and A-minuses or whatever. Then there's going to be a, a small amount of B's and a small amount of C's and a, an even smaller amount of D's and F's. And then it, it usually comes out to being
1: B And I don't know if this is cinema score, but over the last like year, there's been people at the theaters out by us. They'll have like pads when you walk out, and they'll hand you oh, a pad. Oh, might be. Uh, and I don't do it normally because I'm an asshole. But yeah. uh, my wife has an a MBA in marketing. So she feels, you know, she's like, I know they're just trying to do their job. And so she always will, but I don't know. I've never asked her. I should ask her that next time, like what mm-hmm. they ask her when she does that. Cause she'll always help out marketers. Like whenever we're at Disney, they have those people walking around with the pads. I'm just like, oh crap. I hope she doesn't mm-hmm. see that person. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be standing here answering questions. Yeah, I know. Oh, my, I'm complaining about my really nice wife.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> i'm the same way i hate i hate (laughs) getting stopped i ain't getting stopped for anything i have to say i remember watching a movie in new york it was that death of the president movie that came out yeah Uh, and i came out and there was like somebody from like swedish radio or something like that that came up to me and asked me what i thought of the movie and i gave her a response that really confused her and then she moved on so (laughs)
1: What? i have not seen anybody from a radio show that is that would be a first yeah. i've not, not experienced that that's awesome um so yeah so i think that's all we've got for eon flux that's just kind of gives you some of the behind the scenes um so now we'll just i think we're going to go talk about what we thought about the movie we've we've talked about that a little bit but we're going to dig into it a little more uh, in a segment we like to call a review to a kill i've got
0: you in my sights get the fuck out of my sight before i demolish you what we've got here is failure to communicate there's no need to
1: shout i'm not shouting why don't you stop your whining and get on with it i've heard this shit before Uh, we are going to give you our thoughts on whatever film we are discussing this week this week we are discussing the stupidly titled quantum of solace Mm -hmm. uh at least according to the sunday times yep before we get into this i will say a synopsis Uh, James Bond descends into mystery as he tries to stop a mysterious organization from eliminating a country's most valuable resource. That actually is kind of... Well, that valuable valuable
0: resource, as we find out, is water, and it becomes like the James Bond Chinatown, essentially. Uh, Oh, yeah.
1: And actually, I, I forgot to mention that. Michael G. Wilson said that it was basically Chinatown but like replace you know he's like but you know he, you know the oil and all that stuff so
0: yeah 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 so it's uh yeah it's 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 Chinatown basically and there's this long complicated thing going on with how they how uh you know this guy tries to do it and I'm already blanking on the uh the villain's name um Dominic, Dominic Green, Green. Dominic green has this um has the, is is like a is pretending to be an environmentalist basically or whatever mm-hmm. uh and the whole idea is that uh he wants to he's he's basically creating a desert or or he's damming off water in a desert so that the government has to pay him back for the water at the end he's he has to but to do that he has to install his own government with the, with the help of the CIA. Uh, that's where David Harbor and Jeffrey Wright are coming in mm-hmm. on this one. Uh, the CIA are going to topple the current dictator and put in the, the new dictator so that the new dictator will pay them money for, for the water. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, uh, I think it's kind of hilarious how bond keeps killing everybody. Uh, yes. Before, he gets a chance to question them it, i don't know if he goes it, it seems like he's i don't know if the movie's saying he's killing them but just because or it's just because the situation calls and demands for them to die um because in each one it seems like he goes in and he's immediately attacked and he has to kill the guy and then mm-hmm. he's all, but, but but M is always like upset, you know, like, you know, why you kill that guy is yeah. our only lead. And it's like, well, I was hanging off of a, off of a scaffolding and this guy was going <laughs> to shoot me and i had to shoot him back yeah i mean he never says that type
1: of stuff um, it's like he's like danny glover she's like danny glover and lead the weapon like shoot him in the leg
0: yeah yeah um <laughs> so yeah that's the thing is is that is that you know he's bringing mr white back from the end of the of, of casino royale and then you know mr white this is the thing. There's so many things that I have it's very hard to swallow. Mr. White is sitting there going, I, I can't believe you really don't know anything about us. Do you, uh, doesn't know anything about this organization that they're calling quantum right now, but we know we'll be Spectre later. Um, I, I find that so hard to believe that there's not mm-hmm. one intelligence agency anywhere in the world who has picked up on some weird shit that's going on mm-hmm. in the world and they can't connect it to a bunch of people like that blows my mind that they're even attempting to say that, Oh, the, the government doesn't know about this, about this secret organization. And like, even the guy that ends up like helping white or trying to help white to, well, he actually does help white to get out of the, uh, the interrogation. He's mm-hmm. somebody who's apparently like, he's like been, M's uh bodyguard for years. Yeah,
1: yeah, security, yeah.
0: And 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 somehow is able he, even he is even he is like compromised uh and like nobody can figure it out. Nobody could see anything in his background check about it. Like uh I don't really understand that especially since even in real secret organizations, people know who James Bond is. People know who all these oh, other yeah. people are. There's no way you can network like this. I have a huge network like this without somebody blabbing to somebody else. There's no way that this happens. So that as a weird thing, the other thing about this movie to me that I don't like, and I know that we're doing this before we're even getting into, you know, the actual ratings, but James Bond really sort of stumbles into everything. The plot is giving it like he stumbles on this plot. Um, he is sent to go find that guy they they find okay, so the so the i guess mitchell the the guy that's in the interrogation room that's m i six that turns on him mm-hmm. they found some money in his pocket, and they're able to trace that money and they're able to say, "Oh, this guy has the same kind of money from the same serial numbers." <laughs> i we 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 just found out that he landed here we're gonna go over there and so bond goes to question that guy and uh and just as he goes into that dude's room there's a big fight that's one of the biggest born fights there is in the whole movie yes is is, uh is in that apartment um and he comes downstairs and just so happens to go talk to the receptionist at the hotel and says, was there any messages for me? No, but Hey, there's this, there's this suitcase that's important to the plot that you told us to keep here. You can have that back. And as soon as he gets the suitcase and walks out, here comes Olga Korolenko showing up and says, get in the car. You're late, blah, blah, blah. And he's supposed to be a geologist. And that's another part of the whole thing where like, (laughs) like, uh, like green is, is, uh, uh, has a geologist, uh on staff basically whatever legit but the this guy's supposed to be posing as a geologist and is supposed to kill her for some reason that we don't really even Mm -hmm. figure out we just know that green is pissed off at her for some reason and he wanted her dead um and uh so yeah he just i don't know how the timing comes down on this i know that the guy just arrived in this in this place and what was the place that they go to that 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 when bond goes over and kills the guy who's supposed to be the geologist what's the what's the place that they're in at that point um haiti they're in haiti uh the guy goes to this guy they the guy just arrives in haiti and and bond like you know i probably a day later comes over and fights this guy in his apartment goes downstairs mm-hmm. just happens to get to talk to the receptions all that stuff that's that's the other that's one one of the things that i was just like oh that's come on. Assassin, he's not assassin too right yeah, it's an assassin he's and and the guy's i think posing as a as a geologist but you know yes. and then he supposed and then um and then there's another part in this movie this is on this is the plane scene that is clearly uh north by northwest homage <laughs> um uh the plane scene they they get into that dog fight and they parachute out we've talked about the parachuting scene um <laughs> they, they 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 so they spend the night in this cavern and then they accidentally walk, like they find the water that's been dammed down there. like it's like, it, like yeah. how does he just find this shit randomly in this? I don't even remember if we send this in the Sims video, by the way, but um, there's so many things he's, he's just stumbling on and he's not really doing any real investigation. Yeah, He's just running into the problem. So it's, it's, it's weird to me that they're trying to do a Chinatown and there's, and the, and I like Matthew Amalric and everything, but I don't think this villain is very good. Um, no, yeah, it's nothing to do with him. It's, and, it's he
1: looks the part. It's just it's not. He's just, he's just a he's a nothing. Like there's, there's a, I mean, I don't.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to forget he was the villain in this movie. Two weeks from now, I'll forget completely. That oh is yeah. that he's the the villain. And uh, there's that weird exchange too, where he says where Bond tells um tells the Olga Court who's Olga. Linko playing, she's playing Camille. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, he, he they're in the plane, and he goes, "I heard that you got close to Green by uh, having sex with him or whatever." And she <laughs> goes, "Well, does this offend you?" And he goes, "Not in the slightest." And I was like, "Why did you fucking bring it up then?" I don't understand why you even brought this up. And then and and it's funny because her character kind of mirrors Bond. She has a revenge plot of her mm-hmm. own because her family was killed by this general guy and yes there's a scene where this guy is like about to rape Ugh. her and it's like okay he's about to said, he's
1: about to rape another woman too
0: yeah he's about he's a he's a he's gonna rape the um like the person serving them tea or what i don't remember yeah. what she's doing yeah, so, yeah he's like in like, a
1: room and like his guards are in there with him it's weird it's just
0: completely it's just, i mean it's just completely unnecessary type stuff um <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this. I think if they were going to go with the revenge plot and I don't know, there seems to be, there needs to be some more fleshing out here. It feels like to me, and there's just not enough fleshing out. And I, and this finale where it's like the, they're in that like power station or whatever the hell it is. What, what yeah. are they in? They're like, and it's like, they, they, you know it's it's on fire for the most part of it and everything i just mm-hmm. i get so bored during that last part of it um it reminds me i don't know why it reminds me of this it reminds me of mission impossible 2 at the end for some reason i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why it does but
1: uh all the anyway, masks they're taking they're taking masks off constantly that
0: that's what it is that's what it is um anyway yeah I, th- this is just one of those it's a, it's a filler it feels like a filler episode of James Bond is what it feels like.
1: Yeah, and that's why, like, I don't know, like, like you said, I kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of I mean, I don't know why Mark Forster would lie about it to be short, But I feel like they didn't have much of a choice because, I mean, they had to rush the script at, at some point because the writer's strike was coming. I mean, if Haggis is finished in this two hours before they were rushing this big yeah. time. Yeah, uh, And it kind of feels like that. It kind of feels mm-hmm. like it just does. It just it's yeah. Like you said, It this is where and, and other franchises have these movies, too. Now, I, this is why I don't really like like these people going like we're going to make, you know, three movies or we're going to make five movies because you're always going to have one of these where it's just I don't know that it's bad, but it's just like it just nothing happens. Like, it's just mm-hmm. it, I don't know. And I don't feel like Bond's any closer to achieving his goal <laughs> at the end of this movie. Then he, in fact, I felt he might've even been closer at the end of Casino Royale. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, This would have been, I feel like this would have been a lot better if it went along the lines of what you were talking about. The script was beforehand where they let Mr. White go where it would have been kind of nice after, after the, after Mitchell or whatever. Yeah. It's my guy's name is Mitchell. Right. After he, after he does the stuff that, that lets Mr. White go, Mm-hmm. uh somebody finds him ducking somewhere and they follow him and they try to figure out who this the organization is mm-hmm. uh through that instead of all of this random like it, it's uh this like stumble on like being a geologist assassin thing that they do with this movie and uh stumble <laughs> on a stumble what on a, a, weird a
1: profession yeah, yeah I
0: know. So stumble like. on the uh stumble on a bad guy that we're not going to remember very yeah. very soon after very soon after this and all that and um so yeah like i would have i would have preferred a, a better spy movie where they are following mr white and and there's some other sort of uh uh plot that they, they could i mean they could still do some of this i guess but i just i don't know it, there's something just no, not it, fleshed it just- out
1: it doesn't and it doesn't feel like a Bond movie most of the time. It feels like yeah. a Jason Bourne. Movie. And it's not like Bond hasn't like copied uh trends. I mean, you know, they did Black Exploitation and they did, you know, Space Race and I mm-hmm. mean, but they but they still those still feel like Bond movies. Like this yeah. does this feels like a Jason Bourne movie or even like you're talking about TV kind of feels like an episode of 24 or something. Um, yeah. I remember the opening, I was, uh, it felt like that just the way the opening was and the way it looked It even. And I don't even like, I don't really like how this looks either. Like, I don't think it looks very good. It's kind of, mm. I don't know. It's just kind of grimy. And I, I really, the, it's funny, the general thing, but the attempted rape, Cause I remember the only other time I can even think of where they've done something like that similar was that guard. Oh, what's her name? I can't remember the. I can't remember which movie it was. She's the one that's in Wicker man.
0: Uh, it was, um, Brit Ackland.
1: So yeah, it's, there's that scene in the man with the golden gun where the guard is like starting to like kind of fill her up or whatever. Oh, and they, that's yeah, not yeah. even like, they don't go all full attempted rate, but I think it's interesting how people talk about like how sleazy bond is and I mean, it can be, but there's still like certain areas like they've never gone before. And mm-hmm. so when they do, like they do in this one, you're just like, what the fuck is this here for? Like this feels like a canon movie from like 1987. Like I'm expecting like Michael Dudkoff to like walk in there and start kicking his ass or something.
0: <laughs> like there's it, this also is so weird. There's also uh was it license to kill uh where the the guy oh, that's pretty sleazy who, yeah who plays the the captain uh like starts yeah. leering it to lisa soto and is yeah. about to do something until yeah, the captain right. the captain comes in and
1: says hey i saw a stingray out you might want to take a look at that <laughs> That's true. That did happen. Uh this one got a little farther than, than it has yeah. in the past. Yes. Uh there's even like a I don't know. Anyways, it's it's just such a it's just it's such a terrible scene. And then mm-hmm. that leads to, like you said, the finale, which is just dumb. Like they like I don't even get how they escape. Like they blow up a wall that's like not far from them. Yeah. And there's still all this fire around them. <laughs> it's yeah. Just like... It's like, well, as long as
0: there's a hole they can go through, I guess they can also go through the fire that's there.
1: Yeah. And I like, like, the cast is fine. Like, I like, I mean, Olga Kurylenko, she's, she's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Arterton's fine. Uh, it's nice to see, you know, uh, uh, Giancarlo, Giannini back and all that stuff. I mean, everybody, nobody gives like a bad performance. It's just, there's just really nothing to the characters. I mean, the, the Olga Kirinka, she feels like a mix of just previous, you know, female characters we've seen in these movies. Mm-hmm. Same with Jim Arterton. Yeah. There's definitely
0: um, not a Vesper in this, in this movie.
1: No. And that's not this. I mean, and maybe that is part of this movie's problem is that it follows Casino Royale, but um, but I don't know. Even something like, and I haven't seen Spectre since the theater, and I don't remember liking Spectre that much. But I feel like I'm probably going to enjoy it more than this, just because at least at least it does like some goofy stuff or you know some crazy like over the top stuff. Like this is just this is just so stripped down. Which I mean, and you could do that. Like you could absolutely like you know look at something like Prey. I mean, that's a super stripped down like Predator movie. Mm-hmm. You know you can do stuff like that and it can work, but it just, it absolutely doesn't work here. Um, I wrote, I wrote in my notes for some reason, uh, when he flips the motorcycle, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. at <laughs> green. At one point, they just say he's buying large tracts of land. Oh. That made me think of like, is it Monty Python? Monty Python?
0: Yeah. Holy grail. <laughs>
1: she's got huge tracks of land. <laughs> they, but they actually say that like somebody just says that seriously. Like, yeah, he's been buying up huge tracks of land. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like started time. Like, yeah, so, yeah. 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 I I almost wonder if that was actually supposed to be a reference. It or might something. be. It wouldn't surprise me. It might
0: actually be. Um,
1: I don't think I mentioned this either last week about Elm Cause I know I wanted to like it. So they got Judy Dench back. I love Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench. She's great. But like, I do find it odd and not that the bond films have ever cared that much about continuity, at least not until these Craig films, but like, I don't understand how. Like, if we're starting at the beginning, like, I, like how? Who, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why it's her? I guess. What do you mean? Well, just because like Brosnan was an older Bond. Yeah, so... I mean,
0: I think if if they are, if we're going by the rule that they are, um, they're sort of rebooting. They can just kind of yeah. do whatever they want with the characters. True. Uh, true. The the thing that's always been a weird thread through all the bond is that they'll refer to things that happened in previous movies. Yeah. And they'll, and, and, and and it won't be the, it's clearly not the same bond. Like, so it's, it's a weird, yeah, there's a weird continuity thing going on with those. And we have characters who have gone, who like, you know, Desmond Llewellyn's Q character has, has Mm -hmm. interacted with all of the bonds all the way through Brosnan. Mm -hmm. um, well that's true so you know we we, these are the this is the the weird thing that that keeps happening with this thing i i don't it it does it doesn't really make sense that you know that she's you know she's dealing with bond in his early years and he's like you know Mm -hmm. and 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 i don't know that there's an age difference between i i don't know i think it's just they they liked judy dench being m and that was oh yeah how they were going to it, I mean, it's that's fine. how they were that's how like, they were, not that's how they explain it is just that yeah hey she's here don't don't think too much about it i under and and look as a cinema sense person i hate giving them that i hate giving them that type <laughs> of thing uh because it doesn't make sense whatsoever but they have all these weird continuity things all the way through the, the, um, the, you know, there's always been that theory that like James Bond is just a code name or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so like every successful Bond that comes in is named something else, but they call him James Bond. But they, they did that they they still referred to as marriage in the Timothy Dalton movies. Yeah, oh
1: yeah like every like every few movies they would make a comment about it. It was weird. So
0: I think there's just a weird fast and loose yeah. thing with continuity in all these movies.
1: Yeah and they and they seem to make it a point that although well, the 007 uh, can be passed on I guess because of you know no time to die Yeah Lashana Lynch um,
0: is 007 Yeah
1: and then Elm we know isn't just a letter because there's that scene in Casino Royale where he makes the comment he knows her first name mm-hmm. although I guess her first name could just happen to start with an Elm Yeah you know uh but anyways uh yeah no it's it's like I I don't want anyone to think I don't like Dame Judi Dench I love her uh I just it's just something that always kind of sticks with me I just, it's it's kind of it's just a confusing I don't know yeah, but you're I, right. He I was in all those. So I don't know why that didn't bother me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, and I'm glad she is. And I think I think Skyfall is from what I remember. I mean, especially when you watch Skyfall, I'm pretty glad that they did bring her back because mm. I don't think I don't think Skyfall would work like it does without her. Right. So. Um, And I also like their I, I do like the way they because uh, even with Brosnan. Well, like with Brosnan, we talked about this where she felt like a different character. Uh, in a couple of them, Mm -hmm. uh, because there's like you know in Golden Eyes she's like you know I don't want to put up with your shit I think you're misogynistic I hate you and then and I think it's the next one Tomorrow Never Dies she's basically saying go fuck Terry Hatcher yeah pretty much pretty much yeah like what's going on pump her for information and like yeah
0: really excited about (laughs) it too even though in the first one she (laughs) was so against it
1: yeah yeah you're a relic of the Cold War right uh. Anyways, so at least here she's a little more consistent and I like that they've built up this like uh almost like mother-son kind of mm. I don't know if that's quite what it is. I I don't know, it's maybe close. a cool aunt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know, but like uh she seems to care for him even though she acts like she doesn't. Much like he seems to care a lot more about Vesper than he acts like he does. Mm. But um anyways. Uh yeah, I don't know that I have a ton to say about it other than it's it's just it's just a movie that it's not terrible. It's maybe not even all that bad, but, you just i don't think it sticks with you no it doesn't the day or two after you've watched it like i said
0: Um, i've seen this maybe three times now and every time it's like
1: oh yeah this happens oh yeah i forgot yeah but it's yeah it's just like and i mean some of the action scenes are fun like i mean that the, the free fall even though it's ridiculous how it ends that's a pretty well shot scene i mean forrester's not a bad director uh i like the opera bit i like how not necessarily like the not that they fight or anything but I like how Bond's listening in, and then he just starts talking to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I just like how that scene plays out. And that actually was a smart thing to do, because then I don't know how he knew everybody would just get up. Yeah, but, that's
0: one thing that's weird. But yeah, yeah th- it's probably one of the better scenes in the movie, sure.
1: Yeah, but at least it that felt like there was a reason. Because, like, for instance, in Casino Royale, I don't even know if we talked about this, but one thing that bugged me in Casino Royale, because I think I forgot to mention this, is that even though they've got this cover when he gets there, he immediately says he's Bond.
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually mentioned that in the. Uh, oh, you did. Okay, but cool. But it was, well, it I was a remember. very brief moment because he he plays it off like, oh well, that they're not going to be worried. They they already know I'm Bond or whatever. Or there's something
1: <laughs> which that, they did. But, but yeah, but
0: like, uh, but yeah, like he. There's no reason to be that like that. You know, that loose with. Mm-hmm. everything when you're up at the receptionist desk at a hotel there's no reason yeah, for for that so at all uh and and like and it, it and you know that that lends into the thing too that i was talking about with like i don't know why they even need the accountant out there anyway like it makes no sense that, oh yeah that like it seems like they always do that where they give bond somebody that he doesn't need <laughs> for some reason like Jim ardorton in this movie is just oh. there to kind of like, she's supposed to bring him back or something. I don't remember what it was that she- No, would... that's
1: it. She she was supposed to like basically detain him. And, uh, and if he didn't hang out with her until they had to leave, she was going to have him arrested. But that's also, maybe this, I don't know, go on, because you might be about to say the same thing I was going to. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I forgot it. That scene irritated me too, though, where they find her with the oil and she's dead. And M starts giving him shit and says, "You know, she's like a desk person, like she works behind a desk and does reports." And then it's like, "Well, why the fuck did you send her out in the field? Yeah, like, send if she's somebody not, who's
0: good who send can actually an agent."
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> like, I don't like, get it. I don't. I really don't get it. It's they. I, I mean, yes, you want to kill some you if you as a movie franchise want to kill somebody who's expendable, so that they're you know they're but it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't just send an agent they've killed agents many times in these movies so mm-hmm. uh, uh, agents who are not 007 obviously uh many many times and of course bond is always going after people who have killed agents before so yeah, yeah. there's a reason there's a, it, 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 if not an agent someone who's at least like doing the jody foster thing in silence of the lambs you know somebody like that is mm-hmm. a, like at least got some training there
1: and this is also the one where M's like, you know, you're done. Like you got to go back in because that was after he was accused of killing uh, Giancarlo, <laughs> and yeah. like, uh, and then he just like leaves, and then all of a sudden she's like telling Tanner, like, no, it's fine. He's he's on to something. I trust him.
0: Yeah, they've got what? he the, he's got a a capture <laughs> or kill order on him, <laughs> yes. and. He runs into her and she's just like, oh, okay, whatever. No big
1: deal. What's the point of even putting that
0: order on?
1: Doesn't he, I know it doesn't even know whether or not he's killed Mathis. Like right, has exactly. no idea. She no probably idea. believes he didn't, but she doesn't say, and he never even says I didn't do well, it. Well, and
0: considering uh, that, well, here's the other thing. Here's the bottom line of that. Considering they've already said that, that, quantum slash specter have people everywhere <laughs> yeah. and that somebody she completely trusted was part of this organization. She's letting James Bond just fucking go. Yeah. I don't.
1: Yeah. Come on now. And there's also, and also the other thing I was, was thinking about since it's so short, like there's all these things, I feel like things must've gotten cut out or they just didn't expand on them. Cause like the uh, David Harbor character doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I can't figure out if he's bad or if he's just like they've decided to work with this guy because even though he's evil, yeah. he can help them do other things. And then at the end, it's like, oh, by the way, uh, Felix got promoted and that dude got fired.
0: Well, and that <laughs> now like, that, didn't that didn't make sense either.
1: That didn't make sense either because
0: if the CIA is is all about g- installing a new government in Bolivia, then yeah. he did exactly his job in that scenario. <laughs> exactly, yeah well well felix we we see that you have a moral conscience and all of this you were promoted <laughs> i don't get that at
1: all you you smoke a cigar really cool so. yeah exactly but yeah. He, no because like i feel like there had to have been some scene where like he took money from you know like he was actually in cahoots with green right as opposed to just trying to do what the government wanted to do right i don't know I, this, this, yeah, it's. just But like I said, that's a lot of the problem with this movie. It just there's scenes that just feel like they should be there and they're not. I appreciate it being shorter. Don't get me wrong, but there was still seems like there was stuff that didn't need to be in there, mm-hmm. and you could have put this other stuff in there so we actually understood what the fuck was going on half the
0: time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, let's do our rankings because I don't think there's much more to talk about other than that. Uh, like I said last week, we are cutting out the gadget so if you've listened to us you know past episodes uh that's just not something right now that's really a part of these so we're just going to keep it out for now so instead of five categories we're going to rank this film in four different categories our scale will be based on something that bond holds near and dear to his heart as long as they are shaken and not stirred and that would be martinis so for each category we will rank from one to five martinis five being the best damn liquid that has ever passed your lips and one being the well liquor you had to settle for or too drunk to care that night. The story, your overall feeling toward the movie, what would you give that out of five martini glasses?
0: Uh, man, yeah, this is getting back into, you know, bad territory. Some of the like, it's not it's not man with a golden gun bad, uh, for sure. No, I can't remember no. what I gave man with a golden gun, but, um, but I
1: don't think you've given anything less than a two
0: i don't think so either um yeah uh but uh the the fact that the i think the the biggest thing about this movie is that it's so unmemorable in so many ways yeah um that's probably the the biggest criticism i have of this there's nothing that's there's nothing that makes me feel like oh that's that was a great bond adventure so I mean, I'm going to go two and a half on this movie. It's always been my least favorite. Uh, well, my not least favorite, but my it's always been my um, the I, it's the bond that I the the uh, Daniel Craig that I don't like. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always been mm-hmm. the, the one that I like the like the least, I guess, or I say I dislike it. I don't like it in any really capacity to say that I like it the least saying implies that I really like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it at all. It's like, one that I really dislike. Uh and so I I would give this a two and a half. Uh just it's so that's just the thing. It's just there's nothing exciting about this movie.
1: Yeah, this is like for your eyes only territory for me. Like that's another mm-hmm. one where I'm just like, I just don't I barely remember what happened in that movie, mm-hmm. you know, and uh I never remember it. And this will be the same way with this one. So yeah, no, I'm the same. Uh the Bond. Uh, Craig's still really good in this, um, but like you said, and this isn't his fault necessarily, but he just he seems like he seems like he's a worse agent than he was in Casino Royale, as far as he just kind of pops it like the things, and that's not actually I, and so that does affect the performance a little bit. I'm still gonna give it like three and a half. I mean, I don't think he's come that far down, but like it's still Daniel Craig, but it's one of my least favorite like Bond appearances I guess in a movie.
0: Yeah, there's not there's not much investigation going on here and that's the thing no. for me that I feel like I think there should be like tangible leads and god they <laughs> the, the only tangible lead that he ends up really getting is from the dude who has the like weird computer graphic thing that we see at the beginning mm-hmm. with all the money that they trace mm-hmm. and they and just all oh, that guy just landed in Haiti and they goes to Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um and that's really the only he, he just kind of stumbles on everything else though there's just nothing just a, why would he why would this guy god this is another thing why would this dude in <laughs> haiti leave a suitcase in the at the hotel reception oh, why would you crazy. do that and it just he just so <laughs> just so accident, like so accidental and yeah, accidentally himself into so many things in this movie so yeah i'm i'm the same i think Craig is great, and that's what elevates it. But the Bond in this is too lucky for words, so I'm going to give it a three. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so, and then our next one is the villain and the henchman. So we've got Dominic, we've got uh, Elvis, I guess. Yeah. Uh, The General, Mr. White. I mean, it's just kind of a bunch of, you know.
0: I mean, if I haven't gone under two on anything, I'm I'm giving one and a half to these villains. Uh, Yeah, they're bad. They're bad. This is not, this is... They're all milk toast, and well, and then you have the one general guy, uh, who's you know okay. His thing is that he rapes. Okay, awesome. Um,
1: yeah, no, these these are very bad villains. I'm more yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but not least, or maybe I don't know. Uh, the 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 song, the theme. Uh, Jack White and Elisa Keys. The song is called "Another Way to Die." This song is bonkers. hmm It's like. Everything sounds right, but there's just something I really don't like about it. I don't Agreed. I don't know if it's just there's I don't know if there's just too much going on in mm-hmm. it. Um I'm going to give it a 2. I mean, I it's just I don't know, it's just there's something about it like but it it like it feels like it works, but then by the time it's over, you're just like I didn't like that very much. I really like I the
0: instrumentation why. on it. I like the guitars. Yeah. Uh it starts off vocals are okay, but th- I don't really like all of that uh the the i like jack white i like white stripes i like alicia keys um it's one of those things where there's two musicians that i highly respect collaborating on a song that is very below average it's not yeah i i don't like it at all so yeah it's a i'm gonna say it's a two and a half i'll give an extra half for the instrumentation that's in this movie yeah no the
1: instrumentation's cool although it does have that white stripes you know packed auditorium kind of like packed like you know you're at a sporting event and yeah yeah this, well it's got the very white stripe sound to it if you um,
0: notice too the the song is produced by jack white as well it's not by the yes. composer which is what they yeah. had traditionally done in the past exactly so there was like sort of a collaboration with the composer as well in this case there wasn't looks like jack white had a lot of power on this one and yeah, he just that could have gone either way. Down. And uh in this case, it just didn't it, it's not it's not a memorable song again, just like the movie itself. Um and it's not it's not very good. It's not very
1: good. No, it's not. It's just it's like it's, it's crazy. because mm-hmm. like you're kinda of going, Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, and then yeah. when it's over, you're like, well that like, wasn't bow,
0: good. Bow, down, 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 down. And you're <laughs> like, Oh, this might be pretty cool, and then like <laughs> you know I don't
1: and think their like, voice is I don't think their voices gel either. No, like they don't at all. They don't. It's like they're singing two different songs at it's all. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. That's correct. Uh, all right, so that's it. We did it. We talked about Quantum of Solace. <laughs> we, talked yeah. huh? we talked about a Bond movie. I already forgot what happened. Yeah,
0: we talked about a Bond movie. Woohoo!
1: <laughs> that I'm gonna forget what the plot. I already am forgetting the plot. Yes, uh, but anyway. Also, before we go, we have social media. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter. Uh, we are at GoldSpy007. Uh, you can also reach out to me directly on Twitter. I am at Sam Loomis 13. You can email us at gold diamond death zero zero seven at gmail.com. Uh, and if you like this podcast and other things under the cinema sense brand, we also have a Patreon. You can join at patreon.com slash cinema And if you have a second to leave us a five-star review at your podcast listening app of choice, we would appreciate it. Uh, I think next week's going to be a little more chipper from what I remember. So Uh, Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you'll join us again next week. We will be talking about Skyfall, Mm -hmm. which I'm pretty sure becomes the next biggest Bond movie ever Mm -hmm. uh, uh, since Casino Royale. Uh, Until then, keep those martinis dry and shaken, the Baccarat shoe moving, and the Aston Martin fully gassed. This is Chris Atkinson and Jonathan Watkins signing off, and we will see you next mission. (laughs)